welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. You. And Michael Yuzivovich. Hello. And today we are going to talk Combine. Combine, combine risers, combine fallers. Can you really rise from the combine? Can you really fall from the combine? It's all a big part of the puzzle with the NFL draft being the final. Like the NFL draft's like the border of the puzzle, you know. You know that wait, don't you do the borders of puzzles first? Yeah, you do. I think I, I think you got that wrong. I am not a puzzle guy. Yeah, we can see that. So <laughs> I'm not a puzzler. Um but yeah, I mean, the combine obviously, the forty times are an influence overall combine weights. It's nice when you see guys like Jalen Strong, who's listed at six four at Arizona State, and then he comes in at six two. You're like, you liar, you son of a! How dare you? They all do it. Yeah. Which before, like, I always like Jalen Strong for me. My comp to him is kind of like an Anquan Bolden, even though like somebody talked about him being like a little bit slower. He ran a four four four, so he actually did run faster than. Some people are saying he's a riser. He's somebody that I've liked for a while, but some people are calling him a riser because he ran faster. But he was always my, you know, he's a real strong guy, really strong hands. It just kind of reminds me of Anquan Bolden. That's my comp I, yeah, for Jalen Strong. I think that's a good comp. And even though he ran a 4-4-4 four, 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 four or whatever you're, uh, at, the, at the combine, I, don't, I really don't think he's a burner, though. No. I mean, his tape doesn't show that. Just because he comes in and runs a fast time, it's not going to sway me to think, oh, this guy's a big uh, downfield threat. Because that's kind of not, that's not that's really not his game. game. Yeah. And that's why I have, that's where my Anquan Bolden came right. into, because he has really strong hands. He runs good routes. Yeah, he's physical, too. He's a really good football player. So I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised to see him run a 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Mm-hmm. A lot of 4s, 40s. Yeah, yeah. That's a 4-4-4-40 on Friday, right. the 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, so I mean, again, now he comes in six two. Anquan Bolden's like six one and three quarters, so they're pretty much the same size. Two seventeen. Uh, you know, had a really good vertical jump with the forty two inch vertical jump. Yeah. Uh and I mean he's probably gonna be a first round pick. And for me, Jalen Strong is like right on the borderline of like the guys here the way I look at this rookie class so far as I guess gather all my information is Picks like one through, let's say seven, maybe eight, because you got to include Jameis Winston. I know Mike has got a Jameis Winston whole rant build up for us here too. Um, I could see it bubbling over; it's ready yeah. to explode. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had a long <laughs> conversation on the phone yesterday about. I mean, Mike and I were on the phone yesterday, literally talking for a half hour about Jameis Winston and our how great we think Jameis Winston's going to be. Mike leading the charge. I know you're looking at me, Matt, like I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy. Oh, okay. Well, you'll wait till you see where he's going to have him on his overall rookie board. But so besides Jameis Winston, I was, I mean, I was part of that text message. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You were. I know where he is. Yeah, I'm not true. completely well, in the dark. You didn't respond to the text message. I know. Yeah. Well, sometimes I get to him late. But Creeper. I mean, yeah. Creeper. I'm just no, going to sit here and He's see a what stalker, they say. right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take some notes. <laughs> but, you know, Jalen Strong's like, I think I have Jalen Strong in that group of, for me, let's say Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. Kevin White, Amari Cooper, Devontae Parker, Doriel Green Beckham, even though some people might not be on Beckham or not. Uh, but and then Jalen Strong. And then probably Jameis Winston. So that puts us about eight. And then I feel like a lot of guys 
after that, like say say you have pick like nine or ten, I feel that a lot of the the way I see it right now, like pick nine to like seventeen, are like really close. You know, you you could be reaching a little bit. They're way more gambles. Even the top nine, there's still going to be gambles. You know, Jalen Strong or Devontae Parker or any of these guys. Anybody's always going to be a risk. There's no – even Todd Gurley, you know, likely number everybody, one overall, Everybody's a risk. a risk. Yeah. Every single guy. But I feel like it's way more muddled. Like, when I get out my top 50 overall rankings, you know, when I right now we have our positional rankings up on the, on the site. When I do them actually in order, I feel like it's going to be – it's really muddled there from like nine. I feel like if you have pick one nine, I feel it's just as good as having pick two four. Right now. You can get just right as good now. a player. Yeah, right. That's what you're trying to say. Okay. I don't know. I, I think like overall, well, I think some people put more stock into the combine than others. Mm-hmm. Guys are going to move up and down based off of how, what GMs want you to know, what they filter to the media. Everyone eats it up. Guys move up and down. And at the end of the day, they come back to right where they were at the beginning. Usually. Right? Is, yeah. I mean, the NFL draft is the end-all, be-all of where we see our boards. You know, again, because, you know, again, this time last year, Isaiah Correll was a high draft pick, and then all of a sudden he goes undrafted, and he just moves down the draft board for these rookie drafts. And in hindsight, yeah, he kind of should have stayed somewhat in the middle of where he was just because of where he is now. But even that's it's still kind of it's still I, I still personally think Terrence West is ahead of him on the depth chart. Just me. You would, you Terrence West owner. Yeah, you would. Bias. So bias. Bias or no bias. They <laughs> trade up to get him. Um Man, he's stunk. But, but like Mike said, yeah, it all kind of comes full circle afterwards. But some people held their I mean, now you could I would say it's almost safe to say Kevin White's probably gonna be the first receiver selected in the NFL draft. Nah. I, I don't say that. I don't think that's a guarantee. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a guarantee either. But I think he. I think he helped himself at the combine. I think him running a four three eight and certifying his speed with his size and his hands and everything. I think NFL teams are going to see that and they're going to love it. They're going to. They're going to like his size. I think as as long as Al Davis's son is anything like Al Davis, it might have helped his stock. Because what are they picking like four? Is it four? Oh, six. Four six. Four. Or something. Oh yeah, the Jets are six. Yeah, the Jets yeah, are six. Right, they're okay. four. Um, so yeah, it could have helped his, their stock because he's right. big, strong, and now apparently he's really, really fast. Yeah, yeah six I mean, three two fifteen and runs a four three five. Right. Hello, That's I, think, I don't really put like to me. I don't put like a huge uh, as much as some other people put in stock into the combine. I could really, I don't know, care less. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to watch. I like watching, but really, be for the most part, outside of Kevin White, because like sometimes when guys address what their so perceived weakness is and then they prove that it's not a weakness like Kevin White I think one of his questions was how fast he was right and then he then he blew away the 40 so okay he's not slow so basically what I guess what I'm just trying to get at is when guys have a perceived weakness and they go out and they uh maybe go above and beyond what that weakness is, then that helps their stock like, uh, or, or hurts them. For example, Sammy Coates is another guy. He has questionable hands and then he still displayed the drops. Right. Right. Or like Devin Funches comes in and runs a four, seven, you know, and right. that's going to hurt. You're like, wow. He's, but he looks slow on tape. 
when you yeah. watch him yeah, play, he's a he big, looks slow. Yeah, he's big. But like then, for example, just because that's what I that's what's going on in my head watching his tape. Like he looks slow. He doesn't yeah, look like he can he's play a converted tight end. I mean, either I don't think he's a converted. He's a converted tight end. You better try to convert back to tight end. I don't think I would say they can't play tight end in the NFL. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's why I went to wide receiver. But going, I guess, coming all the way back to it, like just using for an example, I thought Duke Johnson ran a slower forty than what I was expecting. But does that make? But does that make me think? that Duke Johnson or Amir Abdullah because he ran slow is not good? No, I, I don't like put any stock into it. I guess like, but when someone like, for example, Sammy Coates, who I was kind of high on, but then his weakness is his hands. I was like, yeah, well, let's see how he does. And it just shined through in the biggest of moments. Now I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just maybe move Jalen Strong up one notch and move Sammy Coates down a notch. You know, and, you know things like that. Yeah, I've but, been on that. Like I've been on, I've been on Sammy Coates down. I mean, even though he had like one of the highest percentages on the deep ball catches, same thing. Like his hands are a big question. And that's one thing that kind of always never gets fixed. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody like a receiver has like a fumbling issue that could be fixed. But when a receiver has bad hands, it, it usually sticks through forever that he has bad hands. You know, what's weird. Like I heard, you know, I heard the reports about him having bad hands before I ever watched a tape. So I kind of had him lower in my brain. And then I watched him, some of the game tapes and I didn't really see that coming through. Like I didn't see a right. bunch of drop passes or anything like that. Like the, the kind of passes he would drop were low percentage passes anyway, like deep down the field type of things right. where he's, he's in between two guys and, and a guy knocks it out of his hand, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. But then, but then again at the combine, he did look like he had drop issues. So I, I kind of have to go back, I think with him and watch some more film. Right. Yeah. And I hear, and I totally hear you, but I guess, and, and you're totally right. Where I think, uh, just to end what I'm trying to say, is like where I think some of the combines overrated is I care less how far a guy jumps, I care right. how high a guy jumps. Did Chris Conley break a world record for the like broad jump or something like that? Um, somebody did. I don't remember who. I think it was, it was Chris Conley. It was some cornerback. I couldn't. Is no, that, is I'm he... wrong. But and I understand your point. Like a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is irrelevant. You know, like the 40 yes. time has some importance to it. Um, you know. The big thing is getting their actual weight, their actual height. Right. Yeah. But then there's also guys that you find, like, when I watch a combine, like, I would have never, obviously, we all know, I've talked about a hundred times about how big I was on John Brown. That all stemmed from finding him at the combine and watching him run the gauntlet and everything at the combine. And, you know, every player is like that. Like, same thing, like, for example, Chris Conley. So Chris Conley is somebody who I wouldn't have really spent a lot of time on his tape at all. But he comes in, he blows up the combine. It's like, all right, I got to put Chris Con- You know, Chris Conley was even on my radar. Now he's on my radar, and I could actually dig into his tape and see what else I could see about Chris Conley. You know, he went to Georgia, um, so he's actually coming from a good program as well. So I like the combine where I don't take all those, like, I agree with you, the numbers aren't really relevant. But for the guys that do kind of do well, it brings them at least to my attention. I could dig a little bit more. And if I like what I see from there... I can go from there because some of these guys are real guy, like small school guys, like you know, like Pittsburgh State. Now Chris Conley doesn't count because he's from Georgia, but they bring some of those guys to like some guys that you wouldn't really pay attention to, I guess. It's a small number, though. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. It is. But but the thing the numbers tell me from the combine to piggyback off your to, uh, Rich's statement there is if you can see those guys measure up athletically to mm-hmm. the. To the other guys that are from the bigger schools that you know are athletic, yeah, because you probably don't have as much tape on on these small school guys. No, you might not be able to view any. No, know? and so, I, and and even if you do, it's hard to compare it versus 
you know, when they're playing uh, inferior competition. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like a reference point, you know, right. like the, all these numbers kind of add up to something over time. Yeah. And then you can kind of reference where the, right. where the small school guys will fit in. Yeah. But, and, but, but cause, cause a guy runs like, you know, a four, you know, four, four, five, does that mean he's going to be a sweet, player you know what no, i mean but then if you watch that and then you like again but then you watch wow he ran really fast and then you watch him run the gauntlet and you're like wow he just you know he stayed on the line he caught every ball with yeah. his hands like okay that's another stepping tone stepping stone right like, they're all... all the other stuff's kind of irrelevant but then you're like okay well he did that really well what let me go watch let's see what i can watch what i can watch and, and that looks good and like you said like there's only a couple guys like that, but that's all it takes. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, when you get John Brown in the third round of your rookie draft because of the combine and you took him maybe one round earlier than somebody else was going to take him. Like, they, all right, John Brown, yeah, he did good the combine, whatever. He still came from Kansas State. But then you take him, and when you do hit on those guys, those are how you build those dynasty championships. Getting those guys in the second. We've talked about it before, the second, third round guys that you hit on. Well, those are the, one, those are the ones that are you need those. Yes. So... And that's where those guys come. So you pay attention to this now. If it gives you even a little strategy, even what if you only hit on it one every three years? But if you can get a good starter out of there every three years, to me, it's worthwhile. So does it hold a lot of like credibility? No, but it's still it's still a, like Matt said, a reference, like a point reference to go, and it brings some light to some players and takes some light off of some players. Like you said, if you had some questions about Sammy Coates' hands and you watched the combine and he's still dropping balls, you're like, you know what? He's going to be some people are going to have him ranked around the ninth, tenth receiver. But even though he's there, I understand it. I'm going to pass. Too much red flags for me. All right. I'm I don't not. like the drops. I like everything else he does, but I'm going to pass. I'm going to go one step beyond that. You know, I'm going to take. I'm going to take a David Johnson possibly, who looked really well. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I, I guess I don't want to be perceived taking it the wrong way. I just feel like some of the things at the combine are just over the combine in general are just somewhat overrated. It's cool. Absolutely. I like to watch no, it. Absolutely. You know absolutely. what I mean? And to what you've been, what you guys have been saying are all true and valid points. Just at the end of the day, I think sometimes people put way too much stock. Oh, into people, the combine. people are like, Oh my God, this guy ran a four, three, Bro, two, he's he awesome. know, too bad. He sucks. Right. But yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, exactly. he's athletically, he's amazing. And then all of a sudden he gets pushed away. Up and again, I mean, from here, from here on out, like, you know, we're going to talk about free agency. You know, I'm sure we'll do a show or two on free agency. But for here on out, we're going to talk about some rookies. Then after the draft comes, we'll even talk more, you know, because that's, that's going to change. The NFL draft is the end-all, be-all of where the rankings end. That's what really decides, because it's not just about skill. It's about position and opportunity and where you're at, you know. If Todd Gurley's the number one running back, we all could say that, right? right yeah, now yeah sure. pretty much a consensus nationwide and Todd Gurley is likely not going to play into 2015 at least the early 2015 he's probably not going to play now when was the surgery November or something is that what it was somewhere around there yeah and they're saying he's not going to be back in the field at least till like September around there and obviously if, it was a, if a team like the Seahawks draft him you know that gives him time to sit behind Marshawn Lynch and they can let Marshawn watch walk and then he doesn't come to a factor in 2016 and then now say Melvin Gordon gets goes in the first round and he goes to the Colts. Well, you might say, you know what, I need really a running back. I think you know, Gurley's a stud, but you know what? I think Gordon's pretty good too, and he's in a really good situation. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take Gordon number one instead. Cause just simply because he went to the Colts, he's in a good situation, he doesn't have a lot of people around him compared to going to the Seahawks, Gurley. 
You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. oh, the, the Seahawks are just loaded with running backs, man. And the draft Christine just changes Michael, every, everyone's hero. The draft changes everything. You know what I mean? Again, if you have an ex receiver and an ex receiver goes to the Browns, and then another team like let's say the Rams take a receiver, then you might just okay, well he's just in a better situation, you know. And some people might say I had a conversation with Dynasty Tommy today. You know, the Raiders, like, oh man, he went to the Raiders. Well. I, you know, Kevin White goes to the Raiders. I like that situation. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a nice up-and-coming rookie who has some, pro, you know, promise. Yeah, he and he needs weapons. He's going to be the number one. He's going to be the number one there. Definitely, they sign like a Randall Cobb in free agency, possibly. You know, I like Kevin White there. I like Kevin White there. For example, I have Devontae Parker as my number two overall wide receiver. Okay, I have <clears> Kevin White as my number three receiver. Me also. Kevin White goes. Say Kevin White goes to St. Louis, Minnesota. Or uh, Oakland, which are likely scenarios, one of those three teams, possibly. And Devontae Parker goes to Cleveland. I just think Kevin White is in a better situation. So that would have some influence on my rankings. Right. Some guy, well, absolutely. Some guys are close enough. And well, I bet there's a lot of situations like that. Some guys are, are close enough where, depending on where they get drafted, that's definitely going to influence your rankings. Like, I feel like the rankings that I'm going to do post combine. I'll probably are probably going to just be my rankings until the draft. Yeah, there's I'm not no... going to let all this flim flam, uh, you know, media stuff mess me up this time. Oh, my my rookie. All rankings. that I, I was real steadfast on Teddy Bridgewater, and then the media like started messing with me just a touch, just a touch where it made me second guess myself a little bit. You know, things like that. I'm not messing with that. Who was it yesterday we talked about that you had lower because it just didn't seem right, but you wanted to put oh Kelvin Benjamin. Right. You had him as your number three, and then everybody to start. Yeah, I remember our original bumped down. Right. It made me think. You know, it made me think twice. You Matt, know what I'm saying? Matt putting that poison in your yep. ear. I was right. filling your mind with poison. Poison. Only took him seven months to come around. Right. And I'm just I'm I'm not doing that this time. I'm, I'm still not, not convinced. On right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to grouchy. I'm back to grouchy offseason. Oh, no. Man. So I mean, the only thing that's really going to change my rookie rankings are going to be. The more, because I, I haven't watched all the tape I need to watch yet. So, like, some of like the lower end of my rankings are pretty broad. But is right. it going to tape? You know, some guys might move up a spot, move down a spot. But, like, you, yeah, my rankings aren't changing until the draft. So, two months from now is where you're going to really want to get into your rookie drafts. I mean, my rankings right now are set. So, if you're having your draft before the rookie draft, then, yeah, those are the rankings. Go, go to it. But obviously, the NFL draft is going to change all my rankings drastically. That's the biggest change for sure where they actually get drafted, where, you know, who's going to be throwing them the ball, who's going to be handing the ball off, what offensive line they're going to be running behind. Absolutely. So that's probably the biggest the biggest thing that changes my rankings, at least. Yeah. Right. I mean, so like some of the names that came out, I mean, obviously I mentioned uh, David Johnson at, mm-hmm. the, at the combine. He had a really good combine. Mm-hmm. A running back I like. I still haven't really dug into his tape a lot. Um, we have an article coming up on the website, too, that was done by Tim Torch. And... Uh, he thinks he's going to rise. Like he comps him like Jeremy Hill a little bit, Latavius Murray. Those are like his comps for him, but he's a guy that came out and he did really, really well. I mean, he, out of like running backs, he had a third fastest 40 time, I believe on there. And he's, he's, he's a good size back. Um, you know, he's six, one, two, two twenty four, And he ran a four five forty. So I think that was good for third. His bench was tied for third. His vertical was second. His broad jump was second. His three-code drill was second. So he really shined during the combine. But again, where does David Johnson get drafted? 
That's the whole thing. If you're back, if you go to Cincinnati, sorry, David, you're dropping down the board. Right. Yeah. So it is. I mean, it's like Mike said, it's just kind of hard to like say anything because the com the the NFL draft changes everything on there for us. But there's guys that I you know that did shine through. Somebody like David Johnson. Somebody like Chris Connolly shined through there. Um, I believe there you know Kevin White, but Kevin White like. Again, like you said, I mean, Kevin White shined through. Okay, so now he went from number three to number one on your board. I mean, he, I had him number one before that, just just from watching the game tape. I liked, I like, I like the way that guy's plays. But I mean, it was real close between him and Amari. Uh, I and I thought Amari Cooper had a great combine. He, right. right, that guy's so fluid, man. His his he can his route it. running yeah. and cuts are disgusting he can get in and out of breaks so there's nice. absolutely nothing i'm convinced now after watching tape is going to change me my mind on him being my number one receiver right i just doesn't matter where model, he goes right doesn't matter anything and you know kevin white could be sweet too but like and kevin, i'm sure he will be yeah he probably will be but i'm pretty almost positive amari cooper is going to be good the thing right the thing i goes. like more about our um, um kevin white than amari cooper is his ability to just go up and get the ball even when he's covered and and just come up with the ball, he goes up and gets it better than anyone I saw yet this year. And he's got really strong hands and he can jump. And I mean, he's just the the prototypical, you know, number one wide receiver. Yeah, in my brain. his routes are so crisp. I mean, he cuts on it. I'm talking. Dime. Kev, I'm talking. I'm talking about Kevin White. Oh, Kevin yeah, White. Yeah, I'm Kevin White. Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I was reading. That's what over I, so I know. I, 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 I could tell. Like, I could tell. Kevin, I mean, the thing I like about Kevin White is that he he's just the prototypical number one. Where Amari Cooper is kind of almost, he's not the typical number one to me. I don't know why. He's just because his well, size. It's because his size. He's just a little bit too small for me. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I, I think he could totally get it done. I mean, I really we talk do. about I mean, the big receiver right. all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, the thing that I always tend to look at someone that went to Alabama, who's a premier school in the you country. Love I do. I love pedigree, man. You're playing against top notch competition. If you're playing, if you're getting a scholarship at Alabama, you're the best of the best, right? So you've been the best of the best since high school. Now you're playing at the best of the best and you have 1700 yards and 16 touchdowns against the best competition in football. Dude, you're and, pretty awesome. No, I mean, and I one of the games you know what I mean? He had 124 Cooper. receptions. I mean, to me, you're, you're a gamer. So like, for example, if Amari Cooper ran a slow 40, that would not make me think anything different no, of them you know what i'm all. saying because i know when the game's either, yeah. pl- when the game is played he's awesome now i very it, it could come down to like to the same thing as like the julio jones aj green type thing mm-hmm. they're both freaking awesome exactly you know i like chocolate you like peanut butter you know what I mean? they're both freaking <laughs> awesome you know what i'm saying i, I, like I know but that awesome i, I, like, oh, I, I love like chocolate and peanut butter together like yeah chocolate cake, that's it <laughs> but like you know i Anyways, we can't get a circuit of chocolate cake. Remember, you weren't even here. We we were talking fans and blue and blue minds. Two weeks ago, we were talking fans, and Mike's like, "You're not getting any response." Our number one response out of every podcast we've done, we've done like sixty of them, has been this hashtag sleep fan talk. Mike we, was blown away from we how many tweets talking, you I, got I made hit. some type I of. Saw, I still saw people hashtagging that the other week. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. We got I like made fifty tweets. I made it. some comment like. I don't know. The iPhone is like the best invention since like, or my lifetime and Twitter's like top three, you know, best invention. And Rich is like a fan. I'm like, fan? <laughs> fan? You don't I even know, man. I can't sleep without a fan. 
And I was thinking, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then all these people on Twitter are like agreeing. I can't believe it. Sleep fan. Yeah. It's 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 huge, man. He didn't know it was phenomenal. I told him it's he didn't believe me. And then Twitter and responded. Was, it just blew up all over it. And I was like legitimately like shocked because I'm naming cool stuff that is like the best inventions. And, he's and Richard's a fan. fan. I'm like, what? Every time Mike's like, can you believe all the, he's like, I'm literally, I literally am in awe that we're getting all these tweets about sleep fans. Like all the podcasts we do, this is the one that we get the most response in talking about fans. Amazing. Yeah, ridiculous. So, and chocolate cake. You struck a a nerve there. Yeah, it was just weird. So, I mean. Don't dog the sleep fan. Yeah, I guess not. And then, like the same example, like last year's, going back to get off the sleep fan, hashtag sleep fan. You guys are out there. We know it. You guys responded. Uh. (laughs) The receivers, like last year is the best receiver class ever. And, you know, yeah, Odell Beckham right now is number one. But if you got Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins, you're pretty happy. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely, so, man. you know, this doesn't take anything. Like Kevin White's probably going to be good. Amari Cooper's probably going to be good. So it doesn't really matter. You know, Devontae Parker, I think, is going to be good. Right. And like Mike said, like he, he thinks Devontae Parker, go ahead and say, why do you think Devontae Parker's stock is down? Because he was injured at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. That That's, I, to me, that's the only reason. I mean, going into the season, I, you know. Yeah. Because Louisville's one of the teams I just so happen to follow. I'm an ACC guy. They play Miami, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was excited to watch Devontae Parker. I thought he was awesome. And mm-hmm. he got hurt and everyone slept on him. He's going to be a guy I think think that could be every bit as good as these other two wide receivers. He only played in six games, right? right? And they, they were all at the end of the year, right? Right. Yeah. And he got 855 yards. He's, he's I mean, that's what I mean. Right I there. mean, they feed, they fed him the ball. Like as they should. And he <laughs> right. and he, and he, but he, yeah, if you get fed the ball as long as you produce, um, yeah, but he's going to be good. So it doesn't, it, I guess I, you could kind of pick your own fancy there. I mean, it doesn't really like if we have, so, I mean, I don't want to see any tweets saying, oh, you have Kevin White number three. What is wrong with you? It's like, dude, I like Devontae Parker and, you know, Mari Cooper better. It's just, it's, but not that I don't like Kevin White. If I got Kevin right. White on my dynasty team, I'd be ecstatic, you know? Right. Sometimes people will see that and they're like, oh, well, you have Jalen Strong number five. It's like, I, I like him. You know what I mean? It's like, I'd be really happy to get him, but I just like these guys a little bit more. You know what I mean? Right. Just because when you have your rankings doesn't mean you don't like somebody. You know, like, I, I don't like Devin Funches. So if you're like, why do you have Devin Funches at, like, 10? It's like, well, I don't like him. You know, I don't. Is he going to be good? He has, a, he has a chance to be good. He has the size and everything, but I'm just not a huge fan. Right. You know? Um, I, told you, I told you that I do look like Kermit the Frog running down the 40-yard. I do like, look, look I'm I'm man. big on Doriel Green Beckham. He had a great, you know, for his size, running like a 4-4-5 four, four, or something. I mean, he he's somebody, now, he's somebody, because I always like to, at the end of the year, I go like to go to rivals and just see who the five star recruits are for high school. Yeah, and see where they're absolutely. going. And Doriel Green Beckham at the time, like this guy could be the best high school receiver in the history of high school. I'm like, ooh, this guy, I can't wait. You know, for dynasty purpose, I like to see them coming out of high school, the five star recruits. Like you said, pedigree. I always you know, look. I, I who's the five stars? Yeah. So I, I, I see those names, I follow them, and those are the ones I pay attention to in college, no matter what. Right. You know, to see how they do. Now, granted, most of them kind of flame out but some stay they stay up there and Doriel right. Green Beckham was a number one recruit coming out of high school and obviously had his ordeals but that's yeah, fine a lot of red flags man and the one thing and he didn't play last year and his 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 route running is less to be desired yeah yeah for sure but that can be taught again 
we, we talk about hands, you know, that can't really be taught. But route running can be taught. And he's got speed. And, he's, and the big thing with him is he's just got size. I mean, yes. he's got size. You know, same thing like Vincent Jackson, for example, is comparable to size to Doriel Green Beckham. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when he came out of uh, North Colorado, uh, same thing. Like, his route running, it took Vincent Jackson a couple of years to get down the NFL game from where he was coming from, but eventually became a really good receiver. And Vincent Jackson doesn't have nearly as good as hands as Doriel Green Beckham does. Um, so, for me... Beckham, his big thing is red flags, red flags, red flags. You know what? I can get beyond the red flags. He was a pothead. Okay. Yeah, but all it. outside of that too, he also missed a year, and it, it just—I mean—go back and look at recently the the guy guys that have missed a year due to like suspension. You know, like your Mike Williams or your Maurice Clarets and mm-hmm. insert. I mean, that's a, that that's tougher to overcome Josh, than Josh Gordon, right? Well, uh, there you go. It so he, yeah, out, right? that worked but, out for him, right? So okay, fair enough. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. He was at I, least, I, and, he, and him he, forgot about him. Yeah, he was just like uh, Doriel Green Beckham. They they were both able to practice all year, right? So they were at least doing football activities all year. Yeah. So I I think that maybe fair that enough. doesn't apply as much as the people that were just out of yeah, football. Out of the for you're right. Yeah, because he did practice. And here's what and here's what I like about Doriel Green Beckham. And since he does have all these red flags, he's probably going to slip in the draft. And you know what happens when people slip in the draft? They go to better teams. Sometimes, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, he he might end up somewhere that, like, helps, you know, what if he ends up in Seattle? What if he ends up in New England? You know, that's those are all kind of like, hey, nice. You know, will he move on my board? Probably not too much. Right. But, again, that's he's somebody that I really likes. That's somebody we're going to be down on. Um, I, like, I almost feel like he's, like, in a, tier all of his own like as the number four wide receiver and then just he's all by himself like right now like you go the top tier then he's tier two by himself right because he would be in tier one if it he wasn't, would be in tier one if, if it, it wasn't for the off field perfect yep perfect so he's like yeah that tier one tier one a, iffy. yeah exactly <laughs> man Is it, where's he on your rankings um, I believe it was four or five, but I think they got erased, right? They got erased. You, yeah, you and Mike have to go down there and redo it. Yep. And, and it, we, our site's been going down occasionally, so we're working on it. The plugin we use for those rankings is kind of messed that up a little bit. We're working on it, but uh, yeah. So you had them four. I have them four. Yeah, I had them four pre, and it's going to be post. I had Coates five, but I'm going to put um. I'm I'm gonna move Coates down just like one move Jalen Strong up. Yes, yeah, so I have Jalen Strong ahead of Coates. I yeah. like I like Brashard Mer- Berriman better than yeah. uh, Coates as well. I I have Nelson Algalar Al- yeah better than Coates as well. Right, and I'm gonna move him up just a couple next because I'm gonna move Funchess down. And I texted down you guys afterwards. I'm like I think I have Nelson Algalor way too low in my rankings. You guys all responded with it. You do capital yes, and <laughs> yeah. I do. And when I went we back both and, wrote you do. Yeah. Like, right. you know, uh, He's like one of those guys I really like a yeah. lot. Like. Uh, if if you got, you know, stud first round guy and and you got him in the second round, oh well, dude, God. your draft's looking great. Yep. You know, I, if I you like got him. a running back and, back and a watch wide the tape, receiver, like I like him. And again, I feel like, but the same thing. Like I like a lot of the, you know, like like I like Algalor more than I like Coates. Let me put that, you know, let me put so there, so I. I move that him dude, up there as yeah. well. I like Perriman than more than I like Algalor. But again, but those are like to me, those are apples to apples. Again, it's like. And that's, and that's where I go again from, like, you pick nine, rookie pick nine, all the way, like, 17. And then you got Max Williams you got to throw in there. I'm not even going to throw Mariota in there at all. But, yeah, Max Williams to throw in there. Uh, you got Jameis Winston to throw in there. But it's like a big muddle. Like, who's your flavor of the week? And- well, I think a lot of things that'll 
a, a, a lot of things will clear those muddied waters where That's the right. guys go. But see, I like Al Galore better than even like Funchess. Oh, I for sure do. And I'm probably gonna I'm gonna move him. I gotta go up and do my rankings again and move him up. You know what I mean? Because mm. again, the more I see of these other guys, like before you had your standard rankings, like okay, these are the rankings. It's kind of like a national consensus. These are pretty close to the guys. Like you just kind of switch them around a couple spots. And Funchess just on everything before I dug more into tape was like okay, he's around seven for me. I but do. now he just keeps falling. Like oh, I like Algalor more than I like Funchess. Ooh, I like. I like Perriman more than I like Funchess. I think I, had, I, like, I, think I, I had them all both like, but more than I like Coates. So these guys are kind of like sliding down the board a little bit for me. I had Funchess down at like fifteen or something like that. I I Ooh. don't like him, man. I saw you had him at like eighteen. It was it bad. was low. I don't like him. And I saw him. I was like, ooh, this is like Kelvin Benjamin effect for Funchess right here. I don't. He's, I mean, I don't like him. I I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna rank a dude high just because everyone else. And has you mine. shouldn't. And you shouldn't because then when it comes down to when he blows, you could be like, oh, see, I told you. You know, I had him in eighteen. I mean that, and that basically putting him that low. He's not. He's on your do not draft list. He's on my do not draft. Right. List. I don't like the way yeah. he moves. I don't and, think. And, he's and a fair wise. enough. And you're allowed to have those guys. If, if he gets, um, if he gets drafted by a team and they say, "Hey, let's move this guy to tight end," he goes right up to number three on my tight end yeah. list. You know what I'm saying? Maybe even number two. Like I think he can function as a tight end. I don't think he can function. I don't think he's fast enough. Oh, he, I don't think he can move well enough to be. I a mean, wide going receiver. before he got switched to. Wide receiver, he's probably the best tight end in the country. Right. Yeah. So I'd or I'd, are arguably, I right. mean, uh, going into I'd the season, I thought he would have at yeah. tight end. I think so as well. I'd do that as well. But first, yeah, I wonder what I, the reason. I mean, I didn't. I, just don't like I don't. I don't know why. It has they, to be blocking, right? It's got to be. But the dude can't move. He can't be a wide receiver. He, he's too slow. It looks like he's running with ankle weights on. Yeah. I mean, a four seven to me for him. Yeah, and just he's, he doesn't get out of his routes no, he can't very well. Get out, he ain't out of breaks, man. He's slow. So I mean. And I do like I. We all know I love tight ends. I really like Max Williams a lot, a lot. I like everything he does. Like he's like a really good Heath Miller. Uh, you know, the same comps you see online, like Jason Wynn, right. Heath Miller, and he's gonna take some time though, man. That dude's young. Yeah, hey, he's really young. He's twenty years old. He's got size. He's got <laughs> hands like glue. Yeah. Uh, I like him. He's I, a, dude, I like him too. I like the way he plays the game. I just think he's gonna be one of those guys that takes. Two maybe three years to to come into his own. I want him, and I and think, I, and I, I mean, that's what you kind of have to buy into and wait wait on those. I tell you what, all tight ends really. In our other, not our dynasty Lords league, but the dynasty league that you and I are in together, uh, I have pick one seven and one twelve, and I pray he slips to one twelve to me there. Like I pray because yeah. I I also need a tight end there. Yeah, have, right. Whatever. God, with have. all the guy, that just seems awfully high, man. One twelve for him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not into it. That seems. I don't know. I like. There's so many other guys I like. More guys I think would be impact players. You'd rather. I, you'd rather wait around and get Clive, right? See, I right think or Nick or Larry. I, I mean, I like both those guys. I think. I think Max think Williams Nick, can be a top five fantasy tight end. I do definitely in the right situation. I mean, if he goes to Green Bay uh, or if he goes to Seattle, I I love him. By the way, in Seattle, I would love him in Seattle. All oh, right. Well, oh, so, yeah. Put any tight end at Seattle. I you, think they would be. You know, like instantly. Not David Bostic. Uh, you uh, you mentioned Nick O'Leary. You yeah. think that guy's got the he had a bad combine. size to be tight end? Um, he's only six two. I just I see him falling into an H back role and never really getting out of it. You well, know, that would suck. I know. Yeah, if you drafted a tight end and he's an H back, that would blow. I, he's only he's only six yeah. two. Or I guess he's listed at six three. But man, he and he he couldn't move either. Yeah, he ran a four nine three forty. Yeah. He was, I, and he and they're saying he against all the tight ends, he was by far in all the drills the most least impressive. So 
talking about people that hurt themselves, Nick O'Leary really, really he, hurt himself. Here's there. Another, I don't think Clyde I mean, Walford did all that great right in the combine. Right. I he, mean, he, he was really good last year. Here's another thing that bothers me about Nick O'Leary. He's okay. got the shortest arms out of any tight end. Dude. Okay. So he's, he's tight end. So yeah. he's short. He's not he's not tall and he's got really short arms. I'm just not sure he's gonna be able to hold up blocking at the line of scrimmage. Okay. And I don't think they're gonna be able to I think he's gonna be an H back. That's what okay. I unfortunately because I I like the way his, he catches the ball really well out of the backfield and, and I don't necessarily love a lot State. of the wide receiver or uh, the tight, tight ends. ends. Yeah, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. I think I would stop at the three, but I, I think like to me they would all be like lower drafted yeah. guys. Like I wouldn't put uh it's almost like the QBs. Like I love Max Williams. I like Clive Walford, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I know Jesse James had a great combine, but it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. No, like, man, no, I, right. I don't really no. like. He I mean, seems so like raw yeah. or whatever, green, I mean, whatever you want to say. How many know. of those tight ends have we seen? Those six, seven tight ends, like, oh wow, he's got the size and everything and everything, and they come in and they're just like, they're nothing, like Leonard Pope, you know, oh, guys the new like bull, him. seven foot seven. So <laughs> let's draft them and put them at. You know, it's center. I mean, I would like, love to see Manute Bowl and some pads, uh, that bony ass dude. Yeah, I man. just like I, I don't know that. I'm not. I'm not falling into that hype. But I, I, it, maybe maybe your points are valid on Nick O'Leary. I did, I just know from watching him at Florida State, I just was I liked him enough to had a really bad combine. Right, give him really a flyer. But I would not at the same time draft him in the you know first or second round or anything. No, he's so. like a late. He's almost like a fourth to fifth yeah. round rookie pick. Um. Other guys that did well there that kind of brought their names to attention. Talking about we were talking about QBs uh, that had you know the QBs are Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota and like Brett Hundley, but almost everybody else is kind of like ugh, you know maybe Bryce Petty, but a guy by the name of Jerry Lovelock. He's from Prairie View, quarterback. Not even on the ranking on our rankings yet, but Lovelock. Um, they're saying he was a surprise invite to the combine. Because he only threw like 16 touchdowns um, in 2015, but he's 6'4", 248, um, and they're saying that he he had a good week at the combine. Who's this? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Jerry Lovelock. Jerry Lovelock from Prairie View. I, I actually I saw I saw I I watched him. What do you I, think? Um, I don't know. Like I just I kind of have like one of those preconceived notions that like maybe, and I would probably stop at Petty. I wouldn't even be interested in any of no, those other yeah. guys. I don't recommend drafting any quarterback in a rookie draft. And like Petty is like a late last pick to, to kind of sit on. Like I could, not that I, not to compare him to this guy, but I think like situationally, if, that, if this makes sense, if someone like Bryce Petty got drafted by someone similar to how Mettenberger got drafted by Tennessee and had a chance to play because maybe he got drafted by, like, say, like, St. Louis or something, and Bradford got hurt again, and he gets inserted. Like, he he might have some value just in case, and if he played average enough, similarly to Mettenberger, Tennessee's allegedly thinking about, do we pass on Mariota to... So like hey, he and those might, are, and those guys will tell you about after the draft. I mean, if you if you if you were listening to this this time last year, and I know you guys were against me on this one, I said, "Hey, draft Zach Mettenberger." Wasn't against it. I liked last year. Mettenberger. I didn't I like Mettenberger. I'm, I was anti Mettenberger, but I just think I like he just went. I just think he went to the. He got a good situation. Yeah, a, good enough to like warrant being a draft pick. Right. And same thing. I was like, he's a late round pick. If you're gonna take a late round rookie flyer and a QB. Out of all these ones that are later picks, Mettenberger is the one you should draft because he's in a good situation. 
He's a pocket passer, strong arm. And look, now he might be potentially be the starter next year for something you could have got in the fifth round of your rookie draft. Right. Um, I mean, I because Petty is, you know, at Baylor, it's kind of, I don't want to say gimmicky offense, but it's it's a pass-happy offense. It's, it's a spread. It right. So, like, I don't know necessarily that that would equate. Uh, I think Hunley could have some value. I think too bad he situation. didn't ca- yeah, Right. Too bad he didn't cash out. He should have kept. Ca- he would have been a bust. Yes. He should have cashed out last year. Probably would have been Cleveland Brown. Yeah, he might be a Brown this year. Potentially. I, call, I called that a while ago. You guys yeah. were all, I'm like. He'd be interesting. I would, like, I would, with I would kind of Eagles, you know, with like Chip be. Kelly. I think everybody in Chip Kelly's offense is interesting, right? Mm, I yeah, know. I think so. I mean, I think really? that'd be an interesting spot for him. Yeah, he can move. The Rams, I think the Rams would maybe be an interesting spot for him. Um. But anyway, all the quarterbacks, I mean, who cares about the quarterback? It's all Jameis Winston. We're going to get to Mike's Jameis Winston point here in a minute. But uh, a couple other guys I want to talk about, uh, Jeremy Langford, something that we talked about a couple podcasts ago, Mike, saying, hey, if you're talking about guys that not to sleep on at the position, you know, Langford, who at Michigan State, you know, he he killed it. He rushed for 2,944 yards over the past two seasons, okay? He came in as the fast. I mean, all the running backs, nobody was blazing, but he came in as the fastest running back. He ran a four four two. So out of the, all the running backs, he was the the quickest running back. Right, and everybody's gonna and everyone's gonna sleep on him. He's gonna be a lower ranked guy, six foot two oh eight, and you might be able to get a steal on him. I think he's somebody that he he's somebody that I'm very intrigued with. Like, kind of hoping it depends where you pick as a second round pick. Again, it all depends on where he goes, but. He's a running back that I'm closely monitoring the where he gets drafted to. Because if he gets, like, say he gives to Baltimore, well, he's moving up my board. Like, he's all right. Yeah. All those running backs are so muddled. Well, if they go besides, to Baltimore, like, Gordon, Indianapolis, Jay, Jay, Jay. Uh, you know, and you know T.J. Yeldon. Those are my top four right around there. And but like all these other guys are kind of like where they land is going to change my rankings drastically. And Langford's one of those guys that he can move my rankings a lot going to the right situation. Absolutely. I totally I really, agree. Really like if he goes to Indy in the second round or he goes to Baltimore or he goes to San Diego, this is starter. I really like Jang, Jeremy Langford. And he, he really, he, again, we talked about the combine not mattered, but he almost solidified what, I, what we already thought, you know what I mean? about him but like being a, like one of the top backs that people are sleeping on mm-hmm. to come in the combine and be one of the, he's like the top back one of the top backs at the combine so he's somebody that did really well at the combine that i really i was happy to see do well i guess is the best way to put it he's he's somebody that i i admittedly i have not watched a tape on i've seen him in game action against you know random opponents throughout the year right um and I, I think he's a decent back, but the one number that stuck out kind of weird, you said the 40, he ran 4.42, but in his short shuttle, he only ran a 4.32, which a lot of the top guys, they shave, you know, a couple tenths off right there. I mean, for example, Amir Abdullah I ever hear he a sh- cracked a 3.95. I mean, yeah, and that's like, I mean, that just kind of shows like lateral quickness. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and check. I don't, I don't really... Remember off the top of my head whether or not he he moves in and out of his cuts. Yeah, he, real good. he's like a north south runner. Is he? Okay. Yeah, All he's right. he's a again he's six foot two. He's a big body runner, and that's okay. that's his style. Like he's like a he's a north south runner. So, but he excelled again almost three thousand yards in two seasons. So, so he's not really a guy that creates on his own. He he, he hits the hole and gets up there and and, and goes kind of yeah okay. right. And and he's and he again he played in the Big Ten and has some good defense. The same thing about they're gonna watch tape like. 
you know, Ohio State, you know, has one of the best defenses in the nation. And going back to our Mari Cooper tape, you know, that's that one I really enjoyed watching because I like when I go back to watch the tape, I watch a couple tape on games. I try to watch against the best competition that they played. And Cooper, for example, did he did really well versus Ohio State, two touchdowns over 100 yards. Um, and Langford, you know, Wisconsin had a really good defense. Ohio State had a really good defense, and he still came out and played well. Um, another guy that did really good at the combine too that I don't really know a lot about, and I still have to get into his tape. But he ran the fastest 40 time, I believe, wide receiver. He's ran a 4.28. JJ Nelson, Alabama, Birmingham, little UAB action. Anybody have anything on him? I don't have anything on him. I no. haven't gotten to look at, at any of his tape. But That's still early for small, me. He's a real small guy. Uh, right. 5'10", 156. 156. He's not going to do anything. He caught the ball really well, and he's just really fast. Yeah. So, okay, I mean. In my in my humble opinion, that guy ran the fastest 40 at the combine, and that's what he's going to be known for. Okay. And in my humble opinion, sense. I'm I, the type of guy I am for the type of players I like, that's not my style. No, we talk about it all the time. We hate the small receivers. I, I just I like guys from big-time schools for the most if, part. Man. If he that's was, that's if, me, I'm my own personal. Can, I like guys from big-time schools, and I like JJ, what guys do on the field. If he was J.J. Nelson be Paul Richardson's tumbleweed brother? No. If this dude was five foot two, 156 pounds, I'd be like, all right, at least he's, like, <laughs> stacked. But, dude, five foot 10, 156, man, that's, like, gust in the wind type of thing, man. Tumbleweed. tumbleweed. Dude, that is, that's crazy. That's, like, 30 pounds less than I weigh, and I'm 5'10". Yep. Like, yeah. five, 185 or so, 184. You are kind of fat. Shoot. No, Shoot. Jack, man. Shoot. Yeah, you Mike, if you don't know, Mike works out six days a week. And runs, right, man. Training for marathons over there. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um. But let's talk about let now. Let's talk about the guy we teased here earlier. Let's talk about Jameis, famous, Winston. Now, I am on board with everything that Mike's going to say about Jameis too. I think Jameis, after watching the combine, after watching his tape, and actually going back and like watching Jameis Winston, like before we all obviously we all know who Crab Legs was. You know, we know who he is and the Heisman winner. But actually going back and watching tape, this guy is unbelievable. I mean, he is a stud. And, Mike, where do you have Jameis Winston on your overall rookie rankings? I'm going to probably be the only one in t- to have. I-, I think he's worthy of the top pick overall in Dynasty rookie drafts. I really do. If you're picking number one and you didn't acquire it via trade, your quarterback probably blows. Right? Is that a fair assessment? And I think Jameis Winston has the ability to be like when some of the top quarterbacks filter out of the league. So give me like, you know, two or three years. But when the Mannings, the Bradys, the Breeze, those guys filter out, I think Jameis Winston could be a top five quarterback for fantasy. I agree with you 100%. I agree. Yeah. I'm not, you're not going to find an argument. I think he's the best. Yeah. I think he's the best uh, quarterback. I, by far that we've I mean, seen I, in the past I, few years. I, I from from day one. I mean, and you guys know knew, know me. Like you guys are more tape guys. I just like I watch a lot of college football. Yeah, you watch more college football than anybody knows. And I like watching. And I then I'll say to you, I always watch the ACC games if they're on, especially if it's a big game, just because that's the conference of my choosing or whatever. So I've seen Jameis Winston play a ton. From day one, that dude's been a stud. He's got, he's definitely has the body, the arm. And now, I mean, some, it's, it's funny, like some of the, the things that they're 
uh, people are saying about his uh, football IQ is crazy. That that gets on par with Peyton Manning, which I never doubt. I think the, the the guy the way he somewhat presents himself, people think he's dumb based off of well his, his actions. actions are stupid. Right. Yeah, he's immature. He's immature. He doesn't he doesn't come across as um. Yeah, like his maturity is, is, he doesn't come across as like making the best decisions. However, forbid, on the football field. You, if you listen to me talk when I was 20 years old, oh my goodness, the stuff that came out of my mouth, it was ridiculous. I know because I live with Matt and he knows everything. I said I was ridiculous. You were ridiculous. But all the stuff that, 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 he, that he's able to do on the football field with all the, the drama that surrounded him the last couple years with you know, yelling stuff in cafeterias to stealing crab legs to alleged rapes. And dude just goes out on the field, is able to block that all out. Balls. And balls every single time. He has the ability to come back. His stats are through the roof. I, I don't know. I, I, I can make an argument that he's the, he's, it, I, I can make an argument that he's going to be a top five quarterback. He's worth, worthy of a number one pick. I know probably none of the, you know, the, the, you know, the national dudes or whatever might not agree, or I don't know if anyone on our site will agree, you know? I th- I think he's worthy of a top Number pick one of, overall. Number one pick. overall. And here's the way to look at it, the backup Mike's point. Now, would I take Jameis Winston number one overall? Absolutely not. And here's the only reason because of that is because I know I could get him a little later. So I'd move down to the guy that wants Gurley really bad or Cooper. If I wanted Jameis Winston, I know I could probably move down to one four, one five, and get Jameis Winston. So I'm going to try and make that trade right okay. there. And and, that, and that's a fair point. That, that's you, a fair point. If you want to make sure you get him, you down. just take your guy because at the same time, this re- this draft is deep enough at two. If you need a running back instead of taking Gurley, who might sit out two, 2016, you could take Winston and come back and get a guy like Ajayi or. Uh, Jeremy Langford at 2-1. You can get a good running back here this year at 2-1. This running back class is so deep. And it is so important. Every Again, we talk about quarterbacks, unless you're in 2QB league, they hold, less, they, hold, they hold less value just because there's only 12 teams in your league usually, and there's 32 quarterbacks. So they're more abundant. But the teams that win championships have a good quarterback. If you go look back how they do, that's a, that's yes. a fact. If you look at the history of your fantasy playoffs and your champions, they're going to have good fantasy quarterbacks. It's almost hard. Like the NFL, it's almost impossible to win. You have to be stacked everywhere not to win without one. I mean, Peyton Manning, for years, single-handedly would take teams to the playoffs by himself, you know? Right. Aaron Rodgers will take teams to the playoff by himself. Drew Brees will win you championships. Guys like that will win you championships. Andrew Luck this year was a top fantasy scorer overall, and he will he he's somebody that will carry you to the playoffs. And think when you think of Jameis Winston, as crazy as it may sound, you have to kind of think like Andrew Luck. Like, he is that good. Like, he's really, really good. He's probably the, one of the best QBs to come out in a really long time. I promise to God, hand, I bet on my dog's life, and you know how valuable those dogs are to me. I will <laughs> bet on my dog's life. Yesterday, or two days ago, I was talking to my buddy Dan. You know Dan. I, I was do talk- know Dan. Yeah, at, at work, I'm, this is like 9 in the morning. I'm like, we're talking, because he's in my other dynasty league. And I'm just like, man, dude, we are talking about Jameis Winston. And I'm like, I've watched college football a long time, and I'm going to say in the last, like, 10 years, 7 to 10 years, 
the the two probably like top quarterbacks that I really liked the most were Luck and RG three. And well, RG three kind of I think he's suffered some. He's a bust, but I think it's a lot of has to do with the Redskins. But he it's not it, over for him, right? And it's not over for him. But I was like, outside of Andrew Luck, I'm like, dude, James Winston's probably the best quarterback to come out in that time frame. So fast forward to like six six thirty, Adam Schefter puts out a tweet <laughs> to a point where he's like, yeah, Jameis Winston's the best quarterback, or uh, Todd McShay saying Jameis Winston's the best quarterback since Andrew Luck. I'm like, oh god! So when I go on this freaking podcast and say this. McShay's, sound- got, McShay's got your room bug, doesn't he? Right, he does. <laughs> yes. He obviously And Mike does. instantly texted Matt and I in a group text saying, I was so pissed when I read These guys that. are stealing my thunder. I said this 12 hours ago. Well, yeah, because I was telling Dan. With, I'm with like, no reference of what he was talking about. Right. And mind you, we yes. were like, what? Was, the, the text was, these guys are stealing my thunder. And we're like, I'm like, what thunder? What thunder, Zeus? Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Zeus uh, in your house? I was, so, I was so angry because you know, I'm, I'm talking to Dan and I'm like, I'm just, I'm going out, I'm going to put my, my fantasy career on the line and say, and I'm going to say James Winston's going to be the best player out of this draft. And I'm going to put my loser leaves. If I'm wrong, I'll leave dynasty nerds. I'm that <laughs> confident that James Winston's going to be good. The the one thing that you, that you didn't mention is he did his all in a pro style offense. Too. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. So that's, it, that's exactly, it's exactly It's right. not like he, it's like a, a, you know, you're not guessing as much as you are with, you know, with, with Mariota, Mariota right. or Bryce Petty or any of these guys that are coming from a spread attack where you're really projecting so much. Total 110% agree. He's got that. the two things that I want. The only main two things I really want out of my quarterback. He's got a perfect 10 score on. All right. I want my quarterback again. And this is why I love, like you said, the Peyton Manning comps in these meetings have come off the roof. I want my quarterback to be smart. Football smart, not, you know, Albert Einstein smart, but football smart and accurate. And his accuracy is off the charts. Right. I don't care if your quarterback can throw 70 yards from the knees. Colin Kaepernick could throw that ball a 1,000 miles an hour, but he's not accurate. You know right. what I mean? I don't want to touch Colin Kaepernick. Jameis Winston's accuracy is off the charts. Yep. And he so, can come back in late situations in the games. Yes, he doesn't affect I mean, He's a good teammate. They came back. They were losing like six straight games at the half or whatever. I'm probably exaggerating, but it seemed like every game I was watching, because I always root against Florida State, but it was like, oh, they're going to lose this week. They came and back they every came week. Every single week. Easily six games. You know, no, easily six games. That was crazy. And he is, and I, like, I'm with you. Like, I I agree, too. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen. And, it, and then I try to think, because I, I was trying to go back, like, all right, what quarterback else would have went really high that I really liked? And I'm like, because at the time I was like, well, maybe Matt Ryan. I was like, well, you know what? Matt Ryan threw a lot of interceptions his last year at Boston College. And like, yeah, it, it, I liked his situation. I liked Matt Ryan, but like, I like Jameis Winston way more than uh, I like Matt Ryan. It, 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 yes. And I was like, you know, Matt Stafford. I like Matt Stafford coming out too. I was like, but I like Jameis Winston more than I like Matt I, Stafford. I totally agree. So besides like Andrew Luck, I'm trying to think like of a quarterback that I even like liked as much as I like Jameis Winston. And I can't really. Here's what I, I, it. I think. I think it's pretty. To me, it's clear-cut James Winston. I, I think Mariota could be good, depending on where he goes. Say Philly makes a trade for him or whatever. And, you know, I I, I think it's pretty clear-cut. I think James Winston's going to be good. Now, at the running back, you know, everyone's saying that Todd Gurley is, a you know, once in a, you know, every five, five six, years, seven-year yeah. type guy. But those... <laughs> 
but I could easily. Trent Richardson could, was one of those guys. He well, was one of those once, like they don't come around so often. Guys, how that pan out? Right, exactly. And remember the hype on that guy, Trent Richardson? Right, I it, do because he went to the abso- Browns. Absolutely, and and there's and there's a handful of running backs that if they were better than Todd Gurley, it wouldn't blow my mind. It wouldn't blow my mind. Yeah, like if, like if, if T.J. Yeldon, Hundley, who's not the top back, but if T.J. Yeldon came out to be the best back in this class, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, oh, I should have known better. He did this, that, you know, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Now, if, if you know, if Bryce Petty's better than Jameis Winston, I'll be mind-blown. If Brett Hundley's better than Jameis Winston, I'll be mind-blown. You know what I mean? No, I, I agree. I, yeah, yeah, like, like Melvin like, Gordon. I feel like, yeah, the difference between you... Gurley and Gordon on your dynasty rankings isn't that close. The difference between Mariota and Jameis Winston is pages you know like, right that's pages and again i mean just, and i like Gurley a lot too but man i you know i i would be sl- i'm slightly con- i'm slightly concerned about the injuries a little bit because your production year one might be low and then also there is a ton of running backs available tons. that like what's the difference going to be in production you know what i mean like are you really missing out so say you have two first round picks I, I do in my one league, so it's a it's a legitimate case. Yeah, if I take first round picks. if I take Winston and a running back, like I definitely couldn't get like, and I do and I do need a quarterback. Like I'm not going to be able to f- grab a quarterback later yeah, in the like draft. Gurley and Mariota isn't as good as Winston and a giant. A giant, yeah. right? Exactly, and that's totally possible. Yeah, and you get and then if you need a quarterback, you know. Nobody's trading you Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's trading you Aaron Andrew Luck. You got to home grow those guys, man. Yeah. So Jameis Winston will be your target here. And again, and everybody, it's so hard because you do. You it's like you got to. Everybody wants that next stud receiver and running back, and it's hard to pass up those guys. But you have to think you're not winning anything without that quarterback. And where would Andrew Luck go if this rookie draft was this year? He would go number one overall. Right. Okay. Andrew Luck would go number one overall. Last year, and that, and as great as draft that was, would you rather have? And see, this, this is where I get this is where I get into my argument, though. At the same time, like I won't compare him. Like I don't want to say Odell Beckham because I would take Odell Beckham above. See, it's, but here's the thing: it's it's different. It's different. A rookie draft is different than a startup draft. Oh, it totally like, is different. Because in a startup draft, you could say, "Hey, you know, I'm taking Odell Beckham first because if you take Andrew Luck, that's fine. I can wait on." Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan. Like, I'm right. okay yeah. with that because I have Odell Beckham. Right, but if you're starting... In a rookie draft, yeah. those quarterbacks only come around... I mean, there's 32 NFL teams. There's half those teams have crappy quarterbacks that you don't want to start on your, your, your team. You know what I mean? There's 32. There's 300 million people in the world, and we can't find 32 people to play quarterback in the NFL to play good quarterback. So, in a startup draft, where I believe you should wait on a quarterback... That's fine because you can get a Matt Ryan or a Matt Stafford and be good and have those elite players. But when it comes to rookie drafts and you don't have that player and you need a quarterback, you have to get that quarterback because you're not winning a dynasty championship without that quarterback. Those guys give you such a huge edge to the Aaron Rodgers, the Andrew Lux, the Peyton Mannings, where they score so many because the quarterback does. They score so many points on a weekly basis. They give you such a huge edge when you're getting 32 points from your quarterback on a weekly basis. And that's the kind of quarterback Jameis Winston can be, where he can give you 32 points. And he's going to Tampa Bay, which isn't the worst spot for him because he's got Austin Severian Jenkins, 6'5". He's got Vincent Jackson to help him here for the next couple of years. On top of that, he's got Mike Evans, who's going to be a stud. So he's in a good situation. Like with the Jets, if you went to the Jets, who do you got around you? Uh-huh. Decker. 
which would it'd be good for Decker. Yeah. That's it. You got Decker. Right. I'd rather have Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson and Austin Safarian Jenkins than Mike, you know, Eric Decker right. and Jason Morrow. So he's actually going to a good situation. Yeah, you know I, th- I mean, I think like if when it comes to the quarterbacks, when you're when you're able to get a guy like that good, you got to take him early. Otherwise, it's the total other end of the spectrum. Like last year, yeah, there's a lot of like the Bortles and the Bridgewater. The Bridgewater, th- those are second round guys. We yep. wouldn't have taken them in the first round. No, but. I think in this instance, in this instance, that's how much better Jameis Winston is versus the class from last year. And there's only two of them that are really worth drafting. I might take a flyer on Hunley, yeah, depending late. on situation late, he goes. but not expecting anything out of it and just hope that something does. Up. Right. Yeah, that's just a throwing a dart at the wall. And, right, exactly. And I texted the guy in our dynasty nerd. After you and I talked, I texted Dan, who has the number one pick in our dynasty nerds league. And his team is in complete rebuild mode. I mean, it's it's not too great. And he got some Martavis Bryant, Trey Mason were good picks last year that helped out right. as well. And he's got Eric Ebron to kind of build on. But his only quarterback is Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, who I just despise. I really do. As a fantasy quarterback, I just despise. I don't think he, he can still play in the NFL or whatever, but I don't like him as fantasy-wise. And I was like, hey, man. Mike and I were talking about that. We had this talk. By te- I was texting him this, like, about Jameis Winston. You know, it, it does make sense, like, Dude, you should take Jameis Winston number one overall, if not at least trade down a little bit because you only – and, like, I'm not saying this to, like, try to move up and trade with you. I'm just doing this because he's actually new to Dynasty Nerds League. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to help you here where you have Colin Kaepernick. You need that quarterback. And Jameis Winston – I was like, just think of – and I said the same thing. Think Andrew Luck. And because you're not winning anything without a quarterback. And, and he's not going to win anything for three years either way. Right. So then you can sit up because – right. He's not going to be a top five quarterback right away. So, but I think it's definitely is. I think he could totally be a top five yeah. quarterback. And then you take somebody like that, then you're still going to have a bad record. So you're going to have a good pick next year. You know, like a team like that is not going to like a, a team that's in that bad of shape. You got to think this is dynasty. So you have to plan out your team long term. So if there's a player like Jameis Winston that you could build your team around, he is somebody that you build your team around. Again, like I've said before. I've had Drew Brees on my Dynasty Nerds roster for 12 years. He's been my starting quarterback for 12 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, how sweet is that? It's amazing. That's a lifetime, 12 right. years old. If I had a kid, when I started playing Drew Brees, he, we, he would ask me, like, Dad, when can I learn how to drive? I'm like, dude, you're 12, <laughs> dude. Chill out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he's doing algebra <laughs> at this point. So that's a long time. Those are those are players you build your rosters around. Again, like Andrew, you get a guy like Andrew Luck, you don't worry about quarterback for twelve yeah. years. Yeah, but but like you were saying, and just to like hammer home the point, hammer it, it home, hammer it home. A rookie draft is different From than a than a startup draft. So I mean, just make sure you know that. And if you trade it up for your number one pick, you know, and and your team is decent you probably you know you're doing that to probably acquire some assets like a running back or something to make a push so okay cool then you can pass on them it's all situational but if your team blows it's probably blows because you don't have a qb you know and i think winston will be a good building block and and this draft is deep enough where you can be like man but i need a running back i want Gurley. by the time your team gets good it could be Gurley could be like cycling out of being a stud. <laughs> Hashtag two to three year. Window. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so if you blow and you draft a running back, ah, 
that might you by the time you think you're going to rebuild, it might be it might be too late. You yeah, know that's what I mean? the thing. If your team's like really bad and you have to rebuild and you're in like a two two to three year window there to like rebuild, you like running backs are the position you kind of want to like build on last later. You put them in last. You know what I mean? Because they're they're instant fill-ins. You can right. Do. I mean, yep. you still want to grab backs, but like we said, this year's is the deepest running back draft since probably like the Jonathan Stewart, Chris Johnson, Jamal Charles draft. Ray Rice, so, yeah, there was a ton yeah, of so that that running back draft class was huge. So this is probably like the deepest class since then. So you can take a like you build around receivers. Obviously, that's my theory in dynasty too. But you still need that good quarterback. So you can grab you can grab Winston and don't worry. Like man, but I do need a running back. You can get a running a really good running back at two one. Right. You could and now because there's so many running backs, you could probably get a good receiver at two one. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many good. There's so many good guys all around like versus last year was stacked a wide receiver this one's kind of like hey we got a lot of good wide receivers this year and we got a ton of running backs like there's good talent to fill up those middle round yeah if you're going to trade back this year try and grab as many second round picks as you can because there's gonna be good talent there there's gonna be guys that are gonna be they're gonna get in the second round that should have been first rounders just because again like we talked about so muddled there that you're gonna get really quality talent and it's easy, obviously easier to acquire a little bit later on. Pick, yeah. So, the, and so say you listen to us about Jameis Winston. You're like, you know what? They're right. I did. I do need a quarterback. And I was going to take Gurley first overall. God, but now they're just saying this. I do need Jameis Winston. Start building this now, these trade talks now, but try and stay in that like top six kind of range and see. Also look who else has like those top picks behind you. Do they really need a quarterback and move down a couple spots? And because then worst case scenario, you're still like you're still going to get a really good player in that top six. But if you can talk to the guy who has two five or one five or one six that wants one one, maybe you can get a prospect from him and his second round pick. And again, like we said, at two five, you're going to get a really good player there anyways. You still get the guy that you wanted in Jameis Winston that you could have taken at one overall. But now you get another good player on top of that, maybe a prospect because there will be people that are at like one six and one seven right around there that are, they, you know, they might be a running back away. They think that's their missing piece to yes. get to a championship. Right. Cause everybody needs a running back. So they're like, you know what? I want Gurley. I want Melvin Gordon really bad. Or maybe they love Kevin white to death. And you're like, I need, I want one, one, everybody wants one, one. That's not a question. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants to make sure to get, they can get their guy number one on their board who they love. And Winston, if you need a quarterback, you should acquire Winston, but you should think about moving back a little bit. Again, because I'm with Mike, I think he's worthy of the number one overall pick. But just because of most teams, I think you can move down and still get him. So I think you should take him, but take him smartly. Where even though you think he's your number one overall guy overall, and I won't argue with that because I think he's really good as well. Just like when Andrew Luck came out, you know, Andrew Luck was number one overall on the on the rookie boards. Unless you know, Trent, some people still took Trent Richardson, which happened, and that's what the guy did in our league. Who had the one pick? He was taking Andrew Luck no matter what. The guy had the second pick or the third pick wanted Trent Richardson, and or the second pick had Trent, wanted Trent Richardson. He was still nervous about a guy one one because he said all along he was taking Andrew Luck, but he kind of played his cards right, and he got like an extra I can't remember what. But he got a pickup for the guy to move from two one to one one so he can get Trent Richardson, and then he took Andrew Luck. I think the same case can be made here for Jameis Winston. And now look, would you, you know, he took Trent Richardson and he could have had Andrew Luck. And he moved up for him. And he moved up for him. Yeah. But what do you think about it? I mean, do you, do you guys agree with that like statement where you could probably move down a little oh, bit? Oh, I definitely think you could probably move down because yes. I think the majority cons- consensus amongst, 
you know, the dynasty community is probably not going to be Jameis Winston number one overall. It's going to no. be Todd Gurley, and I'm totally cool with that because I've been on Todd Gurley's bandwagon for a long friggin' He's time. Stud. But I'm just trying to think in terms of rebuilding your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have a high and, pick, you're in a bad situation. You, you don't have the number one overall pick. And I just don't pick for no reason. Your team's st- your team has barring you had like crazy and like you had all those <laughs> players that were injured and you lucked into it. Because sometimes it happens, like you have a couple injuries and your team just has bad matchups and you, right. you move down, you might be a player away. But then even in that case, then you usually do have a good quarterback anyways, and then you do take a guy like... Every Tiger piece of advice doesn't work for everyone in every situation, but... And those are the guys you target to trade with from one note to four. The guys that had the unlucky year that are like a piece away, that need that one running back, that need a receiver. Like, hey man, I'll give you the one one, just give me your two. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's all right. I only need, I need this one guy. Right. Because a lot of people do in Dynasty, too. They, they they don't really truly assess their team. They think they can win it all, but they have no depth. You know, because the same guys that trade away their draft picks, they don't think they're as important as they should be. And, you know, their team, their starting lineup looks good, but then all of a sudden they get two injuries, and they have no depth. Their team, their starting lineup's awesome, and they're like, I'm a contender. But that's only because you're starting, you have to get through the whole year healthy. Yeah, which is damn near impossible. you get through your bye weeks, because they don't think about that. You know, you still got to get through your bye weeks. That's why you got to have depth. But you have zero depth. So all of a sudden you have two guys on a bye week, and then you lose that game. And then you have an injury, and then you lose that game. And all of a sudden now you have the third or fourth pick in your rookie draft. And you're like, what the hell happened? Right. Because you don't truly assess your team and see where it really stands. You really do have to be honest. I mean, when you're assessing your team, it, brutally honest is the, the only worst way kind to do of lies. Yeah. Looking in the mirror and lying to yourself. Yeah, don't do it, Rich. Look at that Rich does day. it every morning. <laughs> I, I look so good. Uh, <laughs> Liar. I hope, I hope a whole bunch of people see me today because I look really good. <laughs> This is the best hair day I've ever had. Look at me. Look at me. Liar. <laughs> Mike picks his head around. Liar. Heads back in his cave. Uh, yeah, Mike doesn't ever have those. He doesn't lie to himself. No. Mm. I'm brutally honest. I look bad today. That's right. <laughs> look at me. It's way, way easier that way, man. Yeah. So, so that's our that's our combine talk. And again, there's tons of stuff. You can, there's tons of other things on the combine. You can hit us up on there. Uh, we're going to be talking rookies. We'll break it down by position here um, as the year goes along. Yeah, we're going to get into wide receivers, which will be multiple shows. We're going to do multiple shows on running backs. We'll have a very short show. We'll probably combine quarterbacks and tight ends together for that show. Um, we'll do a pre-draft. Yeah, because it'll probably be four and three, seven yep. dudes. So we'll give you our pre-draft breakdown of each one of these players as the weeks come along. And then we'll do, after obviously, post-draft. And after post-draft, we have tons of stuff to talk about. We'll do free agency. Um, and we'll do we'll talk other things, you know, like fans. When is free? Uh, just uh, does anyone know March twelfth? Free agency is March twelfth. Mm-hmm. All right, and I knew it was right around the corner. So that'll April fourteenth, the new Browns uh, oh, uniforms whatever. are unveiled yeah, at the Cleveland we Convention Center. We're gonna break, man. This. The new logo, <sighs> worst logo hype ever for a non-change of a logo. I saw something. I saw something on Twitter, and they're like, the Cleveland Browns change everybody's logo. Oh, I, I saw, saw it, too. It was a slight color twinge <laughs> on everyone's yeah. logo. So, But they didn't Ridiculous. say the Browns are going to, like, the helmets, they want to keep the same, but they said the uniform is going to be drastic, and I'm excited. I just hope I don't hate them. Like, if I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, I would yeah, no, hate it, because no I hate offense. those numbers. Yeah, they're yeah, No terror. offense to fans. Like, it's not against the, I just hate, I really do hate their numbers. My cousin's a huge Bucks fan, and I'm like, I like I, everything else about I that unit. Numbers. Oh, I hate I, them. Do you? I, I hate like everything. everything. I like everything but the numbers. I hate the numbers. Man. I just wish they'd go back to the old 
uh, the they old brought a creamsicles. They brought a little bit of the creamsicles. I want all back. creamsicles. Those are the oh, best like jerseys, You man. would like creamsicles. I do like those. Mm. Those and the old Patriots uniform, badass, man. Yeah, I'm, I see... I, I more respect the Patriot uniforms now than oh. I did back then. The, the Patriots uniforms now just look so 90s or something. I hate the Patriots <laughs> uniforms now. <laughs> now? Yes, they're the, yeah. one like of the Patriots. worst in the league, in my I opinion. hate all teams that win a lot because my team sucks. And somebody tweeted me, too, something about, like, oh, it's like being a Browns fan, blah, blah, blah. I was like, how does that feel? I'm like, man, I'm like, I love the Browns through thick and thin, and there's a lot of thin. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's like, what am I gonna do? It's it's a, but one day they'll be good. Someday, yeah. I mean, yeah. Someday I won't. Yeah, oh God. Today they made me so angry with that announcement. I I was. I'm fine with I'm it. I'm fine man. with it too. I'm fine. I, with I it. actually had some hatred like boiling over. See, I was work. scared. I was. I thought I was scared that it was gonna be. I was like guaranteed a logo. I was gonna hate. Like, right. I, was, I was, was something. That like, was a guarantee. Yeah. I was a logo. I was gonna hate. At least it's like. Oh, you just changed the color on a logo that I'm all right with. Yeah. All right, cool. Here's At least deal, I don't though. hate it. Here's the deal. Like, I'm not allowing myself to get all pumped up about the, the jerseys because I allowed myself to get all pumped up about yeah. this stupid... Oh, I'm pumped up about the jerseys. I just, this, I have anxiety this, about yeah, the jerseys. Logo change. <laughs> yeah, well, you have anxiety about everything. Right. But... I'm like, please don't make these jerseys suck because I'm into the, uh, the aesthetics of, I like, the jerseys. metal gray. And I'm just not really... Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think it's going to be like terrible. It. Well, whatever. Let's. Yeah, I, well, we can wrap this I up, digress. right? Yeah. Well, you don't think you think all these non-Brown fans out here don't want yeah, to listen to the Browns? Yeah, they don't care about the Browns, other than to laugh at us because we're so angry about their ineptitude. I got right. tweets today about like, hey, how do you feel about it? like you're a Browns fan? What do you think about? I'm like, hey, man, it is. I just want to win, man. It doesn't matter. Everything looks good when you have confetti dropping down on it. Yeah. Right. So, well, and you're Chris Bosh, and you have the confetti in your mouth. You ever see that? Vine. Yeah, I saw that. Oh vine. my gosh! Such such a, I'll show it to you after the show. It's yeah, awesome. Great. It's He's funny. The Raptor. Uh, then we always have, well, we always have the Cavs, right? That's right. That's that true state. So, well, that's it, guys. That we'll call that a wrap. Uh, mm. Make sure to turn on your fans tonight. Let that fan blow deep. Hashtag sleep fan. Ooh, I got uh, a sleep sheep at my house. Makes nice little wave noises. Wait, what? It's for my kid. Yeah. A sheet. Sheep. Oh, sleep sheep. Hashtag sleep sheep. <laughs> Who's got one of those? One of, the, one of those? One of the best inventions since uh-huh. 2000. Sleep sheep. Sleep sheep. Someone's going to get a tweet like, I sleep with a sheep. <laughs> Deliverance. Uh, all right. So if you have any dynasty questions about the combine, you want to just talk rookies because we're in ha- all big rookie talk here. We got a couple, you know, another week and a half or so until free agency hits. About 12, 15 days. Two weeks. Yeah, whatever. I can't count. Hit it up. Yeah. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. Follow us all on Twitter. Do it. Just do it. Nugget that up. Do so it. until then, guys, we'll be back next week. We'll talk some more Dynasty Fantasy Football. Until then, guys, have a good one. Thanks for Muchos listening. Muchas gracias. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.